Welcome to another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast. This is Eric Elliott, as always, uh, your host with the show. This week, we have on a very special guest. I mean, I always say that every week, so what does it really matter? But we have on Bethany Shadburn. Um, Bethany is a three-time CrossFit Games athlete, uh, finishing this year with her best performance ever. Uh, She finished eighth, uh, so right in the top ten after finishing 16th the year before and 22nd uh, the year before that. Um, Bethany has a really interesting story in terms of how she got into CrossFit, um, just basically trying all different sports as well as gymnastics, um, endurance training, and then some bodybuilding stuff um, before she found CrossFit. Um, but talks a little bit about her season this year in terms of like the unorthodox nature that she she found her way into the games through finishing seventh last year at the Dubai Fitness Championship, um, and then actually hurting her back um, and not knowing if she could pick up a barbell before going to the games this year. So you'll hear her talk about that uh, and her experience this year at the games and what what the legacy is she's trying to create um, through her performance and her career as an as an athlete. So. Um, listen to the podcast guys give me a rating as always um and then shameless plug um if you are looking to learn more a little bit about me and refocus nutrition um head to my website at refocusnutrition.ca um and then you know uh, sign up for some coaching i mean if you if you're looking for some coaching to to learn you know a little bit about more about your your um relationship with the foods that you eat um your relationship with you know your body, the scale, um, and trying to advance your goals, whether that be through weight loss, weight gain, performance, whatever it happens to be, um, or just health, we can work on that together. So definitely uh, reach out to me, um, reach out to me on Instagram or via email. Um, but that's it for now, guys. I'll let you listen to this week's episode with Bethany Shadburn. Awesome. And we're back, guys, with another episode of the Refocus Nutrition Podcast with Bethany Shadburn on this week. Bethany is the eighth fittest woman on earth this year, according to uh, CrossFit standards in the CrossFit Games. Uh, she just finished eighth place coming off of Madison this year. Um, Bethany is a three times Games athlete. Uh, she's also at the ripe age of 25 years old and has a really interesting story in terms of her story, how she got here and how she got to this year at the games. Cause it was uh, an interesting season and an interesting yeah. <laughs> season for her, especially. So welcome Bethany. And uh, I Thank guess you. to start off with, um, let's just hear about you. Who is, who is Bethany? Like what's the background about you? How did you get to uh, where you are today? Um, I've had a lot of, a lot of puzzle pieces kind of leading up to CrossFit. So I was a gymnast growing up. So I did that for eight years competitively. Um, and then I hurt my back in gymnastics and it just got to the point where the doctors were just like, yeah, you're done. You can't do this anymore. So I had to quit. Um, and eventually kind of led me into running. So I did some long distance running for a while. I did half marathons and 10 Ks, five Ks, all that. Um, and then some triathlons, some sprint triathlons. Um, then I went over to obstacle course racing for a little bit. Nothing competitively, just kind of would jump into some of the Tough mutters or whatever, just for fun. Um, and then right before CrossFit, I did bodybuilding for about three years. And then I finally found CrossFit. So, And I was always against it, too, because I, I was a bodybuilder, and bodybuilders are like, no, never CrossFit. So I was always like, I'll never do CrossFit. CrossFit sucks. <laughs> and then somehow I found it. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's interesting because like it's, it, there's always as a coach, there's always a couple of people I, I say that you know do well with CrossFit right away, and and, and one of those is bodybuilders, and one of those is endurance <laughs> endurance athletes as yeah. well, right? Because like you can blend those in with and gymnasts, right? Like you have a, a good balance of muscle mass as well as a decent aerobic engine. So right. one of the things I was interested in was like your back injury because it kind of you know, it keeps coming up. It's something that came up this year. Was it yeah. like an, was an acute injury in terms of like you pulled wrong and then like something just went wrong or was it like more um, of a prolonged thing? Kind of. So like gymnastics mentality is when you get hurt, you just kind of push through it. Um, and that's exactly what I did. Sorry, just on parking. Stop. Um, and so I had missed like a tumbling pass. Like I landed wrong on a tumbling pass and I felt something and I was like, hmm that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel right. But my mentality was, well, just keep going. You're fine. As long as you can keep walking, you're good. Try it again. And like, it just, by the end of the night, my back was just kind of at, at the point where I couldn't walk. So <laughs> I literally went until I couldn't walk anymore. <laughs> um, and then after that, it was just a series of doctors and they couldn't really figure out what was wrong with me. They would just send me to the next doctor over. I went to like a neurologist to like a surgeon and they're just like we can't fix you surgically because we can't see anything that's wrong I did MRIs MRIs would die uh their physical therapy acupuncture at the time like I tried it all and every doctor was just kind of like I don't know so it led up to like just getting some like cortisone shots in my back when I was 12 and there's like here you go so I just had to kind of figure it out on my own. They're like, no running ever again. They're like, you're definitely not going to be able to tumble ever again. No gymnastics. And I was just like, that, that's just not me though. I was like, I can't just sit on the couch for a year and do nothing. And that's basically what they wanted me to do. So it was hard. Yeah, I definitely can imagine that like it's something, especially you're growing up that like is, is your thing, right? That's your sport. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned like you, that was around the age of 12. Did you have any like competitive aspirations with that? Did you want to go to like the collegiate level or where did you want to take that? Yeah. Um, like I definitely wanted to go more of the, it's a gymnastics term, but like the elite level. So I definitely wanted to either go into college or, I mean, every girl's dream is to make it to the Olympics, but you know, there's only five girls they pick, but that was definitely the route that I wanted to go was be like super competitive in it and do it as long as I could. And uh, my back had other plans, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah, that, and that's like it's it's pretty clear based on your background that there's that that competitive bug has been in you basically forever. My whole um, life, yeah. So how did you take that into to endurance running, and then what got you into like bodybuilding? Because those aren't really the same. Yeah, they're not the same. <laughs> I definitely jumped around. I was I was definitely trying to fill the void of how I felt in gymnastics and how that competing felt and all of that and. I definitely couldn't. So that's why I jumped around so much. Um, but I got into long distance running because that was the only thing at the time that actually didn't hurt my back. Even though they told me that I wasn't able to run, they're like, you should swim. So I started swimming and swimming at the time hurt my back. So I was like, well, let me try running. And at the time it didn't hurt. So I was like, well, I'll just start doing this. And I got really into it for basically all throughout high school. Um, I did the one and two mile and track. And then I did, um, cross country as well. And I would on the weekends go on to races and do half marathons and stuff. So, uh, and it's good therapy. It was like the only thing that I could get like my mind out of, man, I can't do anything else at the time. Like, cause everything else hurt. 
So. Yeah, and the, and the runner's high is a real thing too, right? Like going oh, on really? run, like you just zone yeah. out and not think about anything. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's awesome. Um, and I think that that really helps me with like the longer workouts that come in CrossFit. Like there's so many long chipper workouts, or even even at the games, like the ruck run and stuff. It's it's mental. It becomes very mental. And it's like how bad do you actually want it? How how bad are you willing to push yourself that hard to? get what you want basically so yeah I almost find it in those in those long workouts like Murph or something like that where you know if you're doing Fran it's easy to shave off I don't say it's easy it's more mentally uh possible to shave off five to ten seconds because you're thinking about it every single second whereas with Murph right. you might just like you might be thinking about your day <laughs> like hanging out with your dog like it's pretty yeah. easy to zone out Good when you're things. in a 40 minute workout right right when it comes to bodybuilding, um, how did you get into that? Did you did you ever get to the point where you stepped on stage, or were, yeah? Were, how so I did about three different competitions on stage. Um, how did I get into it? I think so. I was working at a personal training um, studio in San Marcos, which is a city outside of Austin, uh, when I was eighteen, nineteen, and I guess we went to like some type of it was like a workshop or something and started talking to like a couple guys and they're saying you'd be really good at bodybuilding um and I was like I don't even what is that like what do I what do you do with that and they were telling me about it and I was like hmm, maybe maybe so maybe it's something I'd be interested in doing and um so I ended up just hiring a coach and trying it out for a couple of years and I didn't really like it <laughs> it was hard like uh like it was good as far as it's another good uh like working on your mental strength because you're eating so low of calories for so long and you're having to work out, you know, X amount of hours a day to get on stage. So it was, it was hard. Like you basically didn't have a life cause you couldn't, couldn't go out, couldn't have fun going out, like couldn't eat whatever you wanted. Um, so it definitely like secluded me a lot and I didn't like that. So I decided after like three years of doing it, that it just, wasn't my thing I didn't like it yeah and I think again that like coming from the bodybuilding aspect of the world to coming to CrossFit when it comes to the nutrition aspect of things I think that makes a big difference just because like you yeah. understand what it takes in terms of the fuel required to, to do today are you someone that's diligent with your nutrition today the way you were when you stepped on stage or not so much yeah I'm well I'm more of a picky eater so I Unfortunately, when I was in bodybuilding, so you're only eating like five or six different foods at a certain amount of like given time. Like that's what I did back then. It's not like that anymore. Well, there's still people that do that, but I would eat five different foods for like 20 odd weeks at a time. And I gave myself a lot of food sensitivities. Um, so like a lot of things I just can't eat because it messes up my stomach and it's gotten better, but it's still a work in progress. But that's like, one reason why I really regret doing bodybuilding and stuff because I just gave myself a bunch of food issues and like food sensitivities to things. So, um, so now it kind of works to my advantage because one, I'm like super picky. I don't like a lot of things and then my body doesn't either. So I kind of have to just be pretty diligent with what I eat year round, which is kind of, kind of nice. It works out. Yeah. In terms of the other aspect of things that not like not so much the physiological with eating, um, but more the emotional side of it, because like within bodybuilding, you're the emotional side of it or the mental side of it is like if I eat X, I could put on body fat. But like within yeah. CrossFit, like it really doesn't. I mean, everyone at your level is 
you know, aesthetically good looking in terms of like they have visible abs, visible muscles and everything like that. But at the same time, how do you, how do you juggle that now? Or do you still have some of those same thoughts from bodybuilding? And did you have, I think CrossFit has actually like gotten me out of that mentality a lot. It's actually helped me not feel so like restricted Mm -hmm. and not so self-conscious about things either. And I feel like food is now fuel and it's not just like, okay, it's going to make me fat kind of thing. So it's really changed my mind completely. And actually that's probably like one of the best things about CrossFit and what it's done for like me and um, like how I feel about like my relationship with food. I think a lot of women, I think struggle with that and Mm -hmm. um, like bodybuilding definitely didn't help that at all. (laughs) Like going through your teenage years is already terrible as it is, but putting that on top of bodybuilding, like it just completely skews your mind of like what food is and what it does to you. So uh, when I switched over to CrossFit, I was kind of in that same mentality at first, like bodybuilding of everything's going to make me fat and I can't eat that or I need to restrict my calories. And once I finally started taking CrossFit seriously, I realized that you can't do that. You can't restrict calories. Yes, you need to fuel your body with healthy things, but uh, it doesn't have to be so restrictive and crazy like it was in bodybuilding. So it's helped me relax a lot, but like, I like eating healthy and I enjoy it. So, um, it's never been like a huge issue for me, if that makes sense as far as that goes. Yeah, no, that's, that totally makes sense. Do you come that, do you come across that, uh, conversation often or not very, very much at all when it comes to conversations with fans and also like you, you coach as well at, at your gym, right? So do you, mm-hmm. co- do you come across that conversation a lot with members as well of like trying um, to look like you, I'd but perform not the as, same? Not as deep as a conversation, but definitely we talk about like things that I've gone through and kind of the mistakes that I made through bodybuilding or years prior to that and kind of, kind of where I'm at now and kind of the things that I don't want them to go through especially like the the teenage girls that come into the gym or whatever or girls that talk to me on Instagram I try to get them to not be so crazy and restrictive with their food and their diet because that's not going to help you you know especially if you want to have a performance like eating 1200 calories a day is going to hurt you if anything you're probably going to get more injured and sick than if you just eat the right amount of calories and the right food yeah and, and and just like i mean there's no real data to support it but the idea of tracking your food as like a 12 to 15 year old like it just doesn't need to happen right like yeah relationships that you're gonna have to carry with yourself for years yeah. and that's something that i mean weight watchers is bringing out their app for kids now which is a dangerous road to go down for sure but uh, yeah i think it's good like every once in a while like i'll check in and kind of see where i'm at every once in a while um but I think if you have like a type A personality or you're obsessive, which is how I am, <laughs> then it's not necessarily healthy <laughs> to do every single day. Yeah. Then it just controls you. And that's kind of what it did when I was in bodybuilding. Like it, it controlled my life and I didn't like that. So um, I just told myself, I was like, if I need to kind of check in, I will, but it's not something that I personally do every day. Some people and it's fine, they can do it and it's fine. And it doesn't become like this, it revolves around just the food and the tracking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know my personality and I just know that like, it's not for me. I don't like doing that. Gotcha. So yeah, no, that's good. That's about it. 
So do you, is it fair to say you probably just eat to kind of recovery, right? Like you right. eat to basically eat to just perform. like, yeah, sleep is good. Mm-hmm. Performance is good. All yeah. those kinds of things. Like the biofeedback stuff like, that we talk Like about. eat when you're hungry, basically. Like I've really gotten, like if I take off a couple of weeks, like the last couple of weeks that I've taken off, I haven't eaten as much because I'm not hungry, you know? Um, but I'm, when I'm training more and training for five hours a day, like I'm starving. So of course I'm going to eat more calories, but when I'm not, I'm like, not hungry. Okay. I'm not going to eat, you know, mm-hmm. I don't need to. So when it comes to getting into CrossFit, how did you, uh, how did you first get into it? And then when it comes to, like you mentioned before, you thought of it as something you would hate or you said you would never do it. Yeah. How did you get over that little barrier? Um, so first of all is my, so my oldest brother, so I have two brothers and a sister. Um, he was starting to get into CrossFit in 2009, 2010, like when we became a thing. Um, and he took me to a CrossFit class and I was, I think I was like 16 and I just remember coming out of it and I was like, I hate this. This is stupid. And then my brother's like, you would be so good at it. You're a gymnast. You did all these other things. And I was like, never, I'm not doing it. Um, and then kind of years went on and he kept doing it and I was like, good for you. And I just always would make fun of him and like send him like CrossFit fails all the time on Instagram. And I'd be like, you're such a loser. Um, and then I got into a relationship and he wanted to get into CrossFit and I was like, well, if you're going to do it, then I guess I'll try it. And then I ended up really liking it. So, <laughs> and I kind of just got over it because I realized that there was a lot of there's a lot of interesting parts that kind of go into CrossFit. It's not just about like one thing. I felt like with bodybuilding, it's just about, you know, lifting weights and dumbbells and stuff. And it gets really boring, but CrossFit, it's exciting. Like there's gymnastics that you have to learn. There's the whole, I had never touched a barbell before uh, CrossFit. So like I wouldn't put it on my back because I was too scared in bodybuilding. So I'd only use dumbbells and machines. I would never put a barbell on me. Um, So learning what a snatch was and a clean and jerk. I was like, what this is going to take me forever. Um, and then just like the wads and all the different terms that come with it. So there was a lot to learn. And I was like, challenge accepted. I like challenges. So anything that I'm not good at, I was like, I'm going to become good at it. And that was just like, it just became a game for me basically. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think that like, whether you like CrossFit or not, I think one of the things that CrossFit did really well over the last two years, two, 20 years, sorry, um, mm-hmm. is that it actually empowered people to touch a barbell that probably never yeah. would have before, right? Absolutely. Um, woman and I were, it just, it, it was an intimidating thing to go and grab a barbell, especially if you didn't know what you were doing at a conventional, like, global gym or something like that, um, and didn't yeah. know how to use the barbell. When it comes to the gymnastics side of things for you, when you first saw the gymnastics that were included in CrossFit, um, basically muscle-ups and pull-ups with the you know pistols and other things mixed in as well. But mm-hmm. what were your initial thoughts of it? Were you like, this is super easy or like these are skills I already had or no? No, some of the stuff I had never done before. Like um, I guess I had done somewhat of a pistol in gymnastics, but we never called it a pistol. And it was like part of something else. It wasn't by itself, like a single leg squat. So, um, and then like handstand push-ups, everything was very strict in gymnastics. So learning how to do the kipping version took me a while. I was like, Oh God, like we don't do strict, like strict pull-ups is what I do, not butterfly pull-ups or kipping pull-ups. So that took me a while to learn. Um, and then like ring muscle ups, they're still my nemesis for some reason. Everyone's like, you're a gymnast. You should be good at it. And I'm like, 
but I'm not a guy gymnast. We never touched the rings. We only touched the bar. So like bar, bar muscle ups are fine, but ring muscle ups are a whole nother game because it's more stability. And it's like, I had never done it before. So those are really hard for me. And they still are till this day. Um, and then like the kipping handstand pushups too, were pretty difficult. Um, but yeah, all like the kipping movements. So like did not come very easy to me. So it was definitely a challenge. Well, and that's super interesting because like as a, as a fan and someone that watches CrossFit and listen to the commentators, people will say, you know, Bethany was a, it's a former gymnast. So we assume every yeah. single movement is good for you. Right. And then looking yeah. at your, uh, looking at your placements on the weekend, um, two movements that were gymnastics, I shouldn't say gymnastics heavy, the standard, you finished 10th and that yeah. one involves 30 muscle ups and then the other one where we'll talk about a little bit more as well as the handstand walking one where yeah. uh you didn't fi you didn't finish at, no. as high as you did in other events right so right. those are super yeah, it's an interesting thing as a as a fan to not just think hey she's gymnastics she must be good at every gymnastics movement no <laughs> when you started crossfit though uh you actually had a like a relatively meteoric rise to competition how did you first get into competition um because you, your first one that I can recall winning was you won the RX division at Wadapalooza and kind of mm -hmm. jumped off from there. So how did you get into competition and how did it rise so quickly? Um, I think I just decided, so it was like the year prior to the Wadapalooza one, um, is I started taking it more seriously. And that's probably one of my favorite things to do is compete. And I was like, okay, like this will kind of give me a test if this is something that I actually want to do and take very seriously or if it's something I just need to move on and try something else. Um, so I competed in my first competition the summer before uh, Wadapalooza and I just really liked it. I enjoyed it a lot because you learn a lot, right? So you learn where your weaknesses are at a competition. And I thought that was pretty interesting because it's like, okay, it's things to work on. But every competition is different. So that was pretty interesting too. Like in gymnastics, you work on the same routines throughout the whole year and you just do those routines. Or like running, same thing. Maybe it's different landscape, terrain or whatever, but you're running. You're not doing anything different. Um, and then CrossFit, it's, like, it's always different. It's constantly varied. It's never the same workouts once or twice. So um, I, I took a lot of interest in it. And I was like, okay, challenge accepted. Once again, I like challenges apparently. Um, and then, yeah, Wadapalooza was actually my first, first like major competition, even though it's the RX division and, uh, it was hard. <laughs> I think I remember saying after three days of competing, I never want to do this again. And I quit. <laughs> I was like, I'm so tired guys. <laughs> this is terrible. Um, but it gets better the more that you do it, obviously, and I'm still doing it right now. So apparently I like it. So was but that it was the, hard. <laughs> was that the, uh, first year you qualified for, for regionals or was that the following year? Yeah. So everything happened that year. So I won the RX division for Wadapalooza, um, did the open, got first at the time for my region. So it's the South central region. Uh, I think I got first. Pretty sure I did. We need to fact check that here in a second. <laughs> um, and then made it to regionals. And I just went to regionals thinking, okay, don't embarrass yourself completely. Don't get last and just hope for the best. And luckily that year, there was no barbells whatsoever, which was crazy in itself. And I ended up getting fourth 
And I just remember thinking, oh, shit, I'm going to the CrossFit Games. I don't even know how to lift a barbell, really. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Um, and then made it to games, obviously, went to the games and got 22nd. But, yeah, it was, it was a crazy year. And then ever since then, just kept going back somehow. Yeah, and what was your – what were your lifts like in terms of like the snatch, the clean and jerk and stuff like that on your barbell on that first year? Like, were you super nervous something was going to show up in that game? Yeah. I was like, Oh gosh. Cause I remember looking at the year prior at regionals and I was like, I can't even like lift any of those barbells. <laughs> I was freaking out and I was like, Oh my gosh, don't embarrass yourself completely when you go, please. Um, and luckily it just kind of worked out to my advantage. <laughs> somehow some way yeah so that was one of the questions I had for you too is because you you mentioned I, I listened to an interview with you and Armin Hammer uh after the after the games this year and you mentioned that you know barbells aren't your specialty and really heavy barbells are really not your specialty um yeah. is there a games or a regionals year where you've looked back in programming and that like keeps you up at night programming wise where you're like oh shit that that, that whole that doesn't show up um so <laughs> Honestly, I don't really follow CrossFit that much, so I haven't really watched any of the games or regionals other than the year before. Um, but yeah, that would just be my worst nightmare, would be just like all hail, all the heavy lifting barbells, every event kind of thing. I'd be like, oh my gosh. I mean, it's definitely gotten better, so I feel like if it would have happened now compared to two years ago, I would definitely do a little bit better, but it's definitely not my thing and something I've been working on and getting better at, but it just takes time. Like when you, when you're working on strength, like it, it doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen in a year. Like it just takes time and it's definitely improved, but um, the girls just keep getting stronger and it's crazy. Yeah. Like, no, it, 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 it blows my mind what some people can lift. I'm like, how, how, but it's crazy and it's fun to watch too. I mean, like it was fun to yeah. watch. That was probably one of the best events was the, the cleans on the Saturday night, right? It was just, watching yeah, I got to like, watch it too. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't participate. <laughs> was just watching girls like yourself and Amanda Barnhart, like power cleaning, yeah, like the first couple, like the first couple like, bars. I know. I remember in the warm up area, it was like me, Carrie Pierce and, um, Amanda, uh, Kaylee Adams. And we were, we all knew that we weren't going to hit that first barbell. So we were warming up together and we're just like struggling with like 155 on the bar. We're like, Oh no, this is going to be bad. And I just remember looking right to the left of me and Amanda was warming up by herself. And she had on the, she had on the bar at least like 215 and she was like, pow, pow, power cleaned it. And I was like, one day, <laughs> <laughs> one day maybe, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's amazing. It's incredible to see like, most of those girls hit more than 225. Like, that's mm -hmm. insane to me. That's, like, goal. Just I just want to hit 125 or 225 once. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> so when it, comes to, when it comes to, like, your performance at the games, you finished your first year in 22nd and then the second year in 16th and obviously this year at 8th. So there's been big, big improvements right. year over year. What were your biggest improvements from the first two years? Like, what did you get take away from your rookie year that you brought into your second year that helped? Um, I think just taking the summer a little bit more seriously. I think the first year I was just kind of, I was more taken back than anything. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to the games. And like, I may have gone out a couple of times before the games 
drinking. So I didn't take it as seriously as I probably should have. <laughs> um, and then when I made it back the second year, I was just like, okay, let's like, let's do well, like, let's do this, you know? Um, like if I want to make this my career, I think I decided January of the second year I went to the games that I was going to quit my other job that I was doing and then just do this full time. And, uh, it helped a lot. Just like taking everything a little bit more seriously, um, year after year, just kind of putting all the puzzle pieces together, like maybe toning up on my nutrition just a little bit more, um, like sleeping more, doing all the outside stuff, because I was definitely training enough and working hard enough in the gym. But I think my issue was I wasn't sleeping enough. I was thinking about other things. I wasn't just focusing on like the CrossFit games. Um, and I think just doing that made a bigger difference for me. Yeah, absolutely. Just devoting more time to it. And that's right. part of why the sport is getting as good as it is potentially is just because there's a lot of people like yourself who are treating it like a, an actual job, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, didn't, I definitely didn't want to do that like my first year because I tend to burn out really fast by putting 120% effort into one thing. So I kind of told myself going into uh, like the first CrossFit games, I was like, like take it seriously in the gym, but still have fun, you know? Mm -hmm. um, that we don't get burnt out and you can do this for more than like two years. Like I want to be able to do this for another five years or so. So if I want to do that, I, I think I gradually need to build into being as serious as possible, if that makes sense. For sure. So that's kind of like my, my approach into it. And so like the next couple of years is going to be like a lot more strict for me because <laughs> I want to do well. Like I want to be able to podium, you know, mm -hmm. um, that's the goal. But yeah, I, I totally agree. Gradually getting in there is the best option. Yeah, and, and like it keep keeping that incremental improvement right year over year with your results. When it comes to this game season, um, you qualified out of Dubai, if I remember correctly, which is a super weird thing to have happened. Yeah. Just because the whole year was chaos, like in terms of how yeah. the qualification process worked. Um, but I believe you finished sixth or eighth or somewhere seventh. in the top seventh at at uh, Dubai. What were your thoughts going into Dubai? And then afterwards, did you even think you were going to, like, did that, did you think this no. would get you the games? Um, so I just did Dubai last year because I was like, I want to go to Dubai. Like, I think it's super, super cool. And why would I not? It's stupid of me to say that. And I liked all the workouts they had kind of prior because they were weird. And, mm -hmm. like, I like weird, odd object things that you can't necessarily practice, but you just kind of have to figure out on the fly. It's kind of more of my style. I love that stuff. So like chaos last year, definitely my jam. I love that because you just, you couldn't think. Um, so I was like, I want to do Dubai. So at the time the uh, rule book was not out. So I was just kind of going, just seeing what was going to happen slash there's like a lot of money involved. Like you get money for doing the online qualifier, which is really cool. So all of it was just sounded great to me. Um, so I did that, got seventh, didn't really think much of it. Um, and then come January is when I hurt my back initially. And it usually it'll spring up every, like usually every year I'll have some type of back issue to where my back goes out on me and I'm fine after like a week or so. But for some reason, this one happened to be a really bad episode and I was out for almost eight weeks. So it kind of led into the open. And even before the open started, I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. I don't think I'm going to do the open and just kind of take off this year because 
one, I really wanted to work on strength and get stronger because that's usually where I fell apart at competitions. But two, my back was just giving me so much pain. And I knew that I was, I wasn't going to qualify through the open and still, I don't, I don't know if the rule book was out at that time or we had figured out that somehow through Dubai I could qualify. Um, so I ended up doing the open, but I couldn't redo any of the workouts because my back was just in so much pain. And I got done, I think it was like one of the last weeks and somehow we had figured out that as long as Alessandra Pacelli went Italy, that I basically got to go through Dubai. And so I almost messaged her too. And I was like, Hey, will you go through Italy, please? <laughs> Cause I was like, I really kind of want to go, but not really. But it'd be really cool to say that. I went through Dubai, <laughs> but I didn't. And I actually saw her at the games. I told her, I was like, Hey, thanks for going to Italy. And she goes, uh, I really like you a lot. So that's why I wanted you to go. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> so that kind of worked out. Um, but yeah, the year is just, this is not a, not a good year for me. I don't it even is, remember what the question was. <laughs> it, is, it is super funny though, how like those relationships happen and, 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 like athletes cheering on other athletes to the open like that. I don't know if we'll ever see that again, just because of the way the season is yeah. going to break out. Cause yeah. I know um, another story I'd heard was, was that Noah Olson was texting Pat Vellner around the, around 19.5. Cause his qualification could have come through Wadapalooza if Pat Vellner yeah. qualified through the top 25 or whatever that number was. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a super interesting, funny yeah, thing. Yeah. Was- it was so crazy. I was like, well, this is cool. I got real lucky. <laughs> so I was just thinking, I was like, I'm just super lucky. So with regards to your back, um, you mentioned yeah. it was eight weeks where it kind of was bad and, and wasn't really, really bad. Like, wasn't really able to like push it. How did that carry through, you know, March, April, May? Um, and you didn't even know you had an, a games invite until mid Like seven weeks before the games, yeah like something crazy like that. So yeah, it, so I ended up healing up after the game or after the open. Um, and I started training again. Uh, and I was fine. And then I ended up hurting my knee kind of off and on. So I was dealing with that on the side of my back. Um, but I was able to still work on some strength training, which was good. And I still hadn't got my invitation. So I, it was hard for me to get into that mode of, okay, I should probably start getting ready for the CrossFit games. Um, so I still wasn't really doing CrossFit workouts all the way up until basically I got my invitation. So like I basically had seven weeks to get ready and, um, yeah, that was rough. That was really rough. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, cardio is gone completely. So I'd been doing kind of CrossFit workouts, but not really taking it as seriously. Cause it's like, I don't have my invitation, so I guess I'm not going and I don't know what's going on. Um, and then, so basically I had like five weeks of CrossFit games training because three weeks prior to the, the games is when I hurt my back again. So I couldn't really do anything other than run and swim. Take me, through that, take me through that moment when your back gives out three weeks away because that must be like oh just God. an emotional nightmare. I was, um, I, I was crying, I think, for like a week and a half. <laughs> I cried. I was just like, oh my God, I need more time. Because like right before my back went out on me, I was like, okay, I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Probably not going to feel 100% at the games, but I think I'm, think I'm good. I was like, I just need a couple more weeks, which is what I had at the time to do a couple more CrossFit workouts and get some conditioning in. And, and then my back went out on me and I was just kind of like, oh my gosh. I was like, why? 
I, I went into victim mode for like a week and a half and I was just like, why me? Like, why, why does this have to happen? Why did my back have to go out of me? And like, I just wanted to perform well at the, at the games. Cause I was like, I know I'm going obviously now. And like, I just didn't want to look like a fool out there. Basically. I was like, I just don't want to look like, I don't know what I'm doing basically. Um, so that was really hard for me. And then after a week and a half, I just kind of sat myself down and I was just like, everyone's going through things, not just me. Everybody has their injuries that they're dealing with or personal problems that kind of get in the way. And I just kind of told myself, make the most of it, be it like whatever you can. And just like have a good attitude. That mm -hmm. was really hard for me at the time. It was just like, I, I was like, I ate everything. <laughs> um, but once I kind of switched my, my mindset and stuff that helped a lot, even though I couldn't still at the time do things, I did what I could. And that mm -hmm. was, I ran and I swam and I did core exercises and I did whatever conditioning I could, but I, everything really hurt at the time. So I couldn't do as much as I wanted to, but I kind of went into the games with like no expectations. I was like, whatever happens, happens. Like I didn't even expect to go this year. And it's just, it's just exciting to be able to go and I'm blessed to go to the games for the third year in a row. So I kind of had a mindset of let's just go and have fun. And that's what I did. <laughs> yeah. And going into that first workout though, that must've been nerve wracking. Cause like the set, that was the second heaviest barbell of the weekend. If we include the cleans, right. Yeah. And that's, and that's not even one where you had to do, you had to do the snatches and like your, yeah. your highest recorded snatch. And it might be wrong is 191, but like, mm -hmm. And that's not a particularly heavy barbell when you're 100%, but you weren't 100%. And I don't know, even know if no. you touched the, when was the last time you touched a barbell before? Um, that? So that Monday before the game started, I went to a CrossFit gym and tried like 165. And I was like, oh, my back hurts. <laughs> um, and I tried a couple other weights and I was just like, I hope there's not a heavy snatch barbell on the first workout and I got that. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't heavy, but it was heavy for me because I hadn't done yeah. anything with a barbell. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I just ended up working out okay. And I, I just taped my back up like crazy at all like the rock tape on my back. And I had a guy working on me um, basically after every event. So that helped out a lot too. So I was basically bandaged up the whole entire weekend. <laughs> just one of those like mean crossfitters who's got like every piece of equipment on him. Like I, yeah. I swear to God, I'm not normally like this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I promise. <laughs> I had like my belt out for like 95 pounds. I was like, I don't care. Okay, <laughs> <back her. laughs> um, yeah. That's a, that's a super funny meme all the time. I see that. But anyways, going through the weekend, um, what were some of the events that you, you liked and some of the ones you hated? Cause as I mentioned before, like you, you were 45th on your handstand walking one. So that was your lowest yeah. placement of the, of the entire weekend. Uh -huh. So I'm mad about that one. Uh, yeah. Was that something like that you thought you'd be better? Well, so I forgot how the handstand walk is on turf. It just mm -hmm. feels like you're in quicksand. It freaking yeah. is like your hands feel super heavy. And it was after all of those uh, kettlebell push presses. And so my shoulders were just plastered. Like they're gone. And I remember when we were, had the meeting right before the, the event, I was like, we're using 20 pounds on the kettlebells. This is going to be easy. And I just remember going into the warm-up area and trying it out. And I did like five. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do 66 of these. This is going to be terrible. <laughs> and uh, I just kind of went into it and I was like, okay, like do your best. Shoulder uh, endurance is definitely not my favorite thing and not my best thing about CrossFit. So something I've definitely been working on, but it's kind of like strength. It just takes time and numbers. And uh, yeah, I just, I think with my hand on the handstand walk on the first little segment, my hand was on the line and not past the line. So I got a no rep basically and had to go all the way back. I kind of just looked at my judge and I was like, really? I was like, can I just next, just go to the list set next segment. Like you just let me go. And he's like, no, nah, dude, sorry. No rep. And I was like, Ugh. like I would have rather fell in the middle of the segment and had to go back and then made it all the way across. And my palm was on the line and get a no rep. I was like, ah, ha, ha. and like, it just takes forever for like your shoulders to come back from that. So I had to rest and like so many people passed me up and I was just like, nah. <laughs> but it would have been a better event for me if I wouldn't have gotten a no rep. So next time I will put my hand across the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's a, that's probably one of the most frustrating things. Cause it's not like your engine's fine. Um, yeah. and you can, you're literally, like you said, watching people pass you. Like yeah. Brent Sikowski did the same thing. Like he fell right before the line and then what missed like 16, 17 places because of that. So, yeah. it, and it, like it you, it makes a huge difference. Um, it's a good learning experience. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a bunch of handstand walks on turf this next year. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's, it's hard to even like, it's it's hard to even practice that in a gym because there's not a ton yeah. of gyms that have like 45 right. feet of segments and turf in their gym facility. Right. So it's hard to get that unless you're going to a, a national track to do it. Um, right. what was your favorite workout of the weekend? Um, I loved Mary. I had never done Mary before. I've done Cindy before, but not Mary. And, uh, when that workout came up and we had the meeting about that workout, I was just like, finally, I was like, I love 20 minute AMRAPs and I love just body weight stuff. So I was super excited about it. But at the same time, I was kind of, I was mad because I feel like I could have done even better if I just had a little bit more time in the gym leading up to the games. Cause that was my jam. I was super excited about that workout. I was like, yes. Um, but like I had a little bit of a rip in my hand because my hands had just were so sensitive because I hadn't had the time on the bar. And like, once you don't have the time on the bar, your yep. hands just become soft. So I was kind of mad about that, but overall, like that was probably one of my favorite workouts. It was awesome. Yeah, that was an interesting one that I was saying to to a member the other day that I, I hope it actually shows up in the open for when the pistols come in, yeah. in the open the first time. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a good time to me, and it's just a really good test, too. Um, yeah. Did you find, like, in terms of the work, what was the hardest work? Because I heard a lot of athletes saying that the rock was the hardest, but I feel like that one, just the pull-up volume would be a ton. So what was it between those two? or? No, I would definitely say the rock run, but – I would say for the ruck run, it was more mental. So it, because you're, you're running, you can't go very fast. You have to basically just keep the same pace throughout the four laps. Um, and I just remember after the second lap telling my, like, my head was like, quit, <laughs> this is hard, quit. And uh, it's just how bad do you want it by the, at the end of the day. Um, and so I don't feel like, Yes, it was physical for sure, but more mental than anything. 
Mm -hmm. Um, and then I would say for me, uh, probably like the last workout too. I don't think anybody was mentally prepared to do that workout. I thought we were going to do something that was quick and exciting, like some, some, some kind of like strongman thing, or like we got a sandbag when we checked in. So I was like, definitely doing the sandbag. This is going to be awesome. And I was like, okay, last work's going to have a sandbag in it. And then we had to do <laughs> grace and 30 ring muscle ups. And I was like, oh my gosh, this workout's going to take forever. I'm going to time cap for sure. Um, so I think that for me, but it ended up actually being really fun because you couldn't go fast on it and everybody was dead. So kind of worked out. Um, but that workout kind of going into it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be a shit show. This is going to be so terrible. <laughs> um, but I would say, yeah, the ruck run for sure was probably mentally the toughest one to, to handle this year. In terms of like your year and your athletic development, if you will, um, you mentioned that you were going to take this year off, but you know, you surprised we're made it to the games. Um, yeah. Do you feel like you are still advanced from, from where you are the way you wanted to be like, strength wise from a year ago? Or like, what does your future look like that way? Are you, are you looking to take a year off in the future or where do you think you, you have to go from here? Um, first and foremost, is just taking care of my back because even now my back is still not hundred percent. Like I tried to lift some weights like a little bit last week just to try test it out. And my back was just like, Nope. Um, so that's been pretty frustrating for me. I'm like, ah, I just want my back to feel hundred percent again. Um, and then definitely working on more strength for sure. Uh, probably not going to take a year off now. <laughs> I basically did with some games training in it. Cause I, I had like three weeks off before the games and then I had eight weeks off like at the beginning of the year. So I felt like I basically got a vacation this year, uh, which has been kind of nice, but, and then like cherry on top going to the games and getting eight go figure. But so just definitely working on continuing the strength route and um, focusing on that. Um, and then just kind of like we were talking about earlier, just, like the little, little tiny pieces, like sleeping more and like dialing more in and on the nutrition and all of that, I think is more where I need to work on compared to anything else. I think that everything else can definitely improve, but that's where those little tiny 1% increments of getting better for me personally is where it lies. For sure. Um, and then the other thing about it too is this, again, this is a, a new game season. Um, the open is in like less than, less than two months away. Um, are you planning on doing the open? Are you planning on going back to Dubai? What are your thoughts there? Yeah. So I'm definitely going to do uh, the open. I want to do Dubai again, but I probably won't do it for a couple of years. I'm looking into two competitions. There's one art in Argentina in December that I really want to do. Um, because it's super pretty out there and it would be really cool. And uh, Cape Town too. I really am interested in doing Cape Town in February. So we'll see like kind of how the open goes and how my back's doing at the time. But definitely want to do at least two sanctional events before the games next year. Knock on wood that I'd make it. Um, but that's kind of like the goal. Um, and that's like kind of like the beauty of all the changes of the games is we get to travel more, which is really cool. We get to go to places that we probably 
would have just dreamed of going. And that place for me was Dubai. And hopefully I really want to go to Australia for a sanctional event in the future. So it'd be really cool. And yeah, like these are all things that you can just say, like put on your bucket list that you've accomplished. Like I get to travel the world. It's really cool. Yeah, it's, it's totally true because like it, you know, if you look at these changes, you can definitely make the mistake of, or not necessarily a mistake of being, you know, not very happy with them just because of this change, right? right? But right. at the same time, too. Change is weird, change is scary. And, yeah, it's at the same time, too. Doing sanctionals in Argentina is a lot more fun than doing regionals somewhere in the middle of the United States, right? Like, yeah. as you've already been. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's it's super informative. Like I, I think that the next couple of years is going to be interesting to see how the sport shakes out, but also, you know, how right. you advance as an athlete as well. I wanted to kind of respect your time and keep going and just ask a couple more questions. So yeah. I know you mentioned on another podcast I listened to with you on that you kind of wanted to build an empire after, you, after you're yeah. you done as an athlete. And we didn't talk a ton about you as a, as a coach and as a mentor to younger athletes or people who are trying to get into the sport like yourself. So tell me a little bit about that aspect of you in terms of as a coach and as a leader of fitness, if you will. Um, yeah. So I've been doing personal training since I was 17. Um, and I got really burnt out with that. And I just was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, so I like switched to a different job for a while, which was like a clothing apparel line just to kind of get my head right because mm-hmm. I felt so burnt out. So I'd like put 110% effort into it and then most of the time be let down because that's just how personal trainers are. <laughs> um, and then when I decided to like make CrossFit a career, I was like, well, might as well do like a little bit of coaching on the side since I'm going to be in the gym for, you know, five, six hours a day anyways. Um, and I was really hesitant against it at first. So I was like, I don't know if I really want to coach because how I felt with personal training and it just was a lot of emotional energy and Mm -hmm. um but I decided I think it was last year to start coaching and I really like it a lot it's way different than personal training you don't have to get as inclusive into like everyone's lives unless you want to um but I think it's a lot of fun and I love it too because I like yelling at people and keeping the standards <laughs> and they hate it for, they, they hate that, but they love it at the same time because they keep coming back to my class. Um, but I definitely have standards in my class and make everyone do reps fully and correctly every single time. And I think people appreciate that a little bit, even if they say that they don't, they're like, I don't want to do the rep correctly. I'm like, peace, you can leave then. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they, they really like it a lot, I think. And um it's cool. We actually have a couple of younger girls at our gym that have either. So we had Brooklyn Smith. I don't know if you know her. She was a, um, a yes. games athlete as well. She was a teenager. Uh, she just moved this weekend to Colorado, but she was at our gym for a while and it was fun getting to train with her a little bit. Um, and then there was like a couple other young girls that are trying to get into it and do like local competitions and stuff. So it's, I think it's cool for them to see that like, there you could like you make it happen you know what I mean like if you train hard enough in the gym uh and you're dedicated that you can do whatever you want so um hopefully it inspires them to like have someone in the gym that does this as a career um but I definitely like coaching more than I thought I was going to so hopefully like definitely a fallback plan when my body's like you're done kind of thing um 
definitely want to keep coaching and hopefully like on my own gym one day. Um, but kind of going into the empire stuff, definitely want to have things outside of just owning a gym and, uh, doing things. I want to have like five or six things going at once for some reason. And, uh, I don't think it's for me personally, I don't think that it's smart to have all your eggs in one basket. I think it's good to kind of have different avenues of your career or making money. So that's kind of like the goal in the next couple of years is to basically set myself up for success for my thirties and forties. And that way I can have a family one day and have kids and not have to like worry about when's my next paycheck kind of thing. Um, I definitely want to have things set up to where I have like five or six different things going. I don't know what that looks like now, but definitely in the future, focusing on that a little bit more. Yeah. And, and just, just building and using the stream of audience that you have now to, right. to make a change, right. And to make it, mm-hmm. to make an advantage for yourself, as you mentioned, after your athletic career is over. Um, and to, to kind of go back to your, your point about like doing movements correctly, I find it always the funniest reaction I get from like members when you're coaching is just like, is when you tell them they have to do the movement correctly, like, you know, yeah. pull, pull your head through and they're like, well, it's harder if you do it that way. And it's like, yeah, yep. now we know. Yeah. Um, the only other question I had for you was like my, I always finish with this one because it's a, it's a super morbid question, but it also gets you kind of thinking deeper. Um, but like, imagine yourself at, your own funeral um so like you're already you've already passed um and you're watching people at your funeral what would you want them to say about you and the legacy you've kind of passed along while you're here um so that's one thing that i've always thought about and stuff not like the funeral part because that's weird <laughs> but <laughs> um but just like how i want to be known you know and I think it's it's cool and all to be known as a girl that's made it to the games a couple of years and has athletic background or whatever. But I think it's kind of like how you treat people. And I want people to know, like, that, you know, I'm not rude or mean or anything and um, that I'm humble and that I want others to do well, too. And I think that's really important is kind of like, it's like the golden rule, right? Like treat others the way you want to be treated. And that's how my mom really um, taught me how to be when I was younger. And I really take that to heart and wherever I go. And like, I, I would hate for people to know me as someone that's rude and bitchy and that's just, it's just not me. And that would like basically break my heart if I knew that. So, um, like my goal always, like when I go to bigger competitions, especially now is to like make friends with people that maybe don't have like all the friends or that are new and just don't know anybody. I always try to reach out to people and um, make them feel better or, you know, whatever. But um, yeah, like that's, that's a big thing for me is like this career is cool and all, but it's, it's, it's more about how you treat people, you know, and that's really important to me. Yeah, I think that's like that's really awesome that you you do that to the newer athletes, if you will, just because like I feel like, and I'm not there, but I feel like if once once you get to the top level, the, the same people are always there, right? So it's hard to fit in if you're if right. you're in that crowd. So that's super Absolutely. awesome. Um, the only other thing I didn't want to ask you was, you know, where can people find you if they want to follow you? Uh, I know you have a lot of good content on your Instagram in terms of like movement quality stuff. Some stuff I did the other day with. Uh, with some Pavlov um, 
dead bugs as well to help mm-hmm. with the lower back and the core. So how yeah. can people follow you that way? Yeah, ma- mostly through Instagram. Um, I have a Facebook page, but I don't really go on it that much. But it's just Bethany CF. Um, and that's kind of where I live is on Instagram. So if you message me, I usually try to get back with you. Um, and that's where you're going to find, like you said, all my content as well. I, I love mobility stuff and activation stuff. So you'll find a lot of that on my page, especially things for like a lot of rehab for my back. I've been putting on there as well. Um, but yeah, I'm really into that kind of stuff. So hopefully in the future, I'll make some type of like ebook or something with all the exercises in it. But for now, Instagram's where it's at. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming yeah, on, Bethany. And I'm, like, I would love to, uh, to have you on again so- sometime in the future after you qualify yeah. for next year's games for sure. So hopefully. <laughs> um, take care and thanks so much for, uh, for chatting with us. Absolutely. Thank you.